Hey, it's your boy, the Big Aristotle Shack, and this is the Prime Time Podcast from the Bros Who Think Network. Bitches. Yo, guys, what's up? It's back. We're back. LSU football is back. Football season is here. Saints have started, but LSU gets set to start their 2020 season as the defending national champs. Last time we talked to y'all, we recapped that game against Clemson. It's been a, uh, you know, one of those weird off seasons as we've dealt with COVID, we've dealt with schedule, we've dealt with the question, will LSU football play this year? Uh, my name is Charles Reese, your host, as primetime is back covering LSU football. We look forward to an exciting season one with a bunch of unknowns as we get ready for this Mississippi State game. LSU takes on the Bulldogs with a new coach as Mike Leach steps in for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and this game sets off at 2.30 at home. Another unknown is what will it be like with a crowd that's only at 25,000 capped? Uh, will the students be loud? Will the home crowd be loud? Will there be much of an impact from a home crowd. We'll see how that happens and, and what that effect is as Mike Leach comes in. Not only is Mike Leach coming in as a new coach this year for the Bulldogs, he's coming in with a new quarterback. So let's go ahead and take a look at this game. Let's break it down. What else you needs to do to win this game? And I'll give my prediction at the end. Um, but yeah, first thing to look at is KJ Costello coming in for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. As their starter, he comes over from the Pac-12. This is his first game. Uh, I think one of the biggest keys for this game will be pressuring Costello. Uh, looking at what he did whenever he was at Stanford, he was a 103.2 passer uh, passer rating when, uh, whenever he wasn't pressured. You've got to get after this guy because he was at 18.3 uh, whenever he faced pressure. I think that's going to be one of the biggest keys to this game because Looking what Mike Leach did in the past and what he's going to bring to Mississippi State is that air raid. Now, look, I think Leach is going to take some tricks out of the bag. I think he's going to try to make a point as this is his first game as, you know, in the SEC coaching the Bulldogs. Not only that, this is his first game and a game against LSU, one of the top teams in the West. Not only that, there's a defending SEC champs, they're defending national champs. If Mike Leach is going to make a statement in his first season as coach for the Bulldogs, it's going to be in this game. It's either this game or Alabama. Look, that Ole Miss game is going to be big for him, but this game is, you know, first game. I think it's going to be one of those games where Mike Leach comes out to make a statement, and it's going to be a statement game for him. What does he have to do to make that statement? Look, Costello's going to have to be protected. Will he be able to do that? Look, LSU comes in to this game and they've got some guys that have opted out for the season. And that's something that I think is big to look at. You know, they've got a really good defensive line class coming in, but the concern is, is that a guy like uh, Tyler Shelvin is opted out a guy who I thought was prime for a big season, uh, whether or not, you know, the questions about his weight issues coming back this off season played a factor. He still was a guy that ate up the middle. And the concern is, is that, look, LSU is moving into this 4-3. Four, uh, four, They've been running that 3-4. Tyler Shelvin's been that nose tackle that ate up blocks. But I think he would have really shined as a defensive tackle. I think you could have seen something like a Glenn Dorsey type of season from Tyler Shelvin if he would have been there. 
with him not being there, you got to look at a guy like Siaka Aika, Apu Aika, uh, and Glenn Logan. Look, Glenn's played in that 4-3. He played in high school. He played defensive end last year, and he's ma- he made a good number of plays. I think this is the year for Glenn Logan. I think this is the year for Apu Aika. I think that you still have a lot of talent in that defensive tackle role for LSU. But the question is, is what happens at that defensive end position? Uh, you got Ali Gay coming in as a, uh, a, a junior college transfer. I, I think that Ali Gay is going to surprise a lot of guys. And, and then on the other side, having Andre Anthony and B.J. Ojolari, uh, look, I think Ojolari is, is a guy that I'm expecting to see a lot of play from early on in his career. Uh, even though he's a freshman, expect a good bit of impact from him. Um you know, I, I think that he'll have some impact. I, I, I need to see something from Andre Anthony in this first game. But like I said, the big thing about it is getting after Costello. Look, you lose a guy like Marcel Brooks uh, to transfer. You lose guys like KJ, um, Caleb Von Chason. I, I think LSU's lost a lot of firepower. But I think that this is one of those games where people are going to be surprised looking at how much they lost, especially in the front seven. And take a step back and say, wow, wait. LSU defense may be better than it was in their 2020 championship run. I think that's something that will reign true after this game. Maybe not so much after this game, but going forward, as this defense gets experience under their belt, remember, there's a lot of guys that are starting for their first time in this front seven. As they get experience under their belt, it's going to be moving forward. You know, Does this defense have enough experience going up against better teams to be able to win those matchups and be that top-tier SEC West, SEC defense that I think they are. Look, I'll say it now. I'll put it on the line. I think this defense, by the end of the year, even by halfway, you'll be looking at it and saying, wow, this defense is better than last year's. But with with the idea of stopping Costello and giving and putting pressure on him, you also have to remember what Mississippi State is bringing back. And with that being said, I think that, Mississippi State's biggest um, impact in this game is going to be Kylan Hill. He was one of the most dynamic running backs for um, the SEC last year. And look, I think that if LSU can stop Kylan Hill, then it's going to really ups- it's really going to disrupt Leach's ability to stop uh, stop Costello um, from not getting pressure. If you can stop Hill, if LSU can hold Hill to under a three yard per carry average, maybe, you know, in that two range, then you're going to see LSU be able to blitz more. They'll be able to lock up Mississippi State's uh, wide receivers uh, with the secondary, and we're going to get to the secondary in a minute. But Kylan Hill is one of the big guys that uh, LSU is going to have to stop. Look, LSU is 84-0 all time when it rushes uh, for 100 yards and holds opponents' teams to less than 100 yards. We'll get in LSU's offensive side of the ball, but – defensively LSU has to stop Kylan Hill and and you know I I keep going back to it but if LSU can make Leach one-dimensional you'll be able to pressure Costello you'll be able to take away that run threat LSU will be able to put up some points and they'll be forced to throw the ball and look I know Mike Leach wants to do that but let's let's go into the defensive secondary what LSU is bringing back because I think that is uh is one of those spots where Look, we know a cornerback with Derek Stingley and Cardell Flott that, in my opinion, they're better than they were last year at cornerback. 
Um, and that's a lot saying because Christian Fulton was one of the top cornerbacks in the draft this past year. He's one of the most fundamentally sound cornerbacks that's come through LSU. And, and you have to think that, look, Cardell Flott's got that ability, got, got that, you know, in, in a way, a swagger about him that he, I think that he's going to be able to uh, lock down that opposite side. And, and, and really, you know, if Leach wants to, he can throw at Derek Stingley, but we saw what Stingley did in his, in his freshman season campaign. That's the thing that, you know, going forward this year, a couple of people, big names, have put Derek Stingley as their favorite to win the Heisman. Defensive guy doesn't usually win it, but his impact on a game last year was huge. And it was unnoticed in some de- to some degree because of what LSU's offense did. This year, I think you'll notice him a lot more. I, I think that's something to watch. And look, let's go into whatever what else LSU has. You know, they're bringing they're bringing in Cardell Flott to, as their other starter. I, like I said, I think that he matches up really well. He's a bigger cornerback. Um, he's a guy that I think is going to cause some issues. Uh, for opposing defenses, uh, looking at him, he's six one. One of those bigger cornerbacks, like Derek Stingley, six one as well. Uh, you know, yes, he may be a, a, a skinnier cornerback, but he can go and make those plays. And then that's not even talking about their safeties. Y'all, Todd Harris is back. Todd Harris, if y'all remember right, uh, remember from last year, tours ACL. It, it was a huge blow to that secondary last year, and it really impacted LSU's ability in the run game and the passing game as well. Look, Todd Harris coming down on running backs. I, I think he's going to be a big impact guy of, as, as well as Jacoby Stevens, uh, your new number seven for this year after uh, Jamar Chase opted out. Those two guys are really going to be impactful in stopping um, Kylan Hill for this game. And I think that's where LSU has an advantage. Look, across the board, you know, Kylan Hill, I think, is maybe an uptick. Uh, in terms of going up against this front seven. But LSU's defensive backs against Mississippi State's wide receiver, there's a huge advantage for LSU in that in that sense. And not only that, that's going to give you an advantage against Costello. Uh, before, before we jump over to the offensive side of the ball and talk what LSU needs to do on offense, let's go over this linebacking court. Look, we didn't have one of those offseason pods. Uh, I'm doing this solo. Uh, no Josh one for this one. Not sure what his status is going to be going forward for this year. Um, but we do plan on having guests. With that being said, you know, I want to be able to break down this defensive depth chart and offense as well. And we're kind of doing that going through this game, but let's talk about this linebacking core. Uh, one that had guys like Patrick queen in it last year, a first round pick. Look, I think that this linebacking core has the ability to be a whole letter grade better than what last year was. I, look, Damone Clark's play, we saw it last year. We saw what he was able to come in and do. He's coming in, and he's going to be able to do even more. You know, uh, There's a reason that Damone Clark is wearing number 18 this year. There's, there's more than one reason, and I think you'll be able to see that not only his leadership but his play on the field. And that's not even mentioning, look, Derek Stingling, I'm excited about. I know what Derek Stingling can do. Yes, he's going to have a jump. But wait until y'all see Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox may be one of the best LSU linebackers to ever play uh, or to ever put on an LSU jersey. Uh, he's got the ability. Will he be able to transfer you know, his ability over from what he was able to do at North Dakota State to LSU? Yet to be seen. But I don't have a doubt that he's going to be able to succeed and, and prosper for LSU. 
And, you know, I, I think this linebacking core, like I said, is going to be better than last year's. And this defense overall, believe it will be better than last year's. And we'll see how that goes going forward. Bo Pelini is a great defensive coordinator. People that have question about his ability um, just didn't observe him whenever he was the defensive coordinator. D- don't know about his coaching tenure and what he was able to do. Bo Pelini is going to bring some pressure. He's going to run that 4-3 that I think Coach O is more comfortable with. I'll tell you this now, the defensive linemen are much happier that they're running a 4-3. And I think that you're going to see some benefits going forward. Yes, look, let's not take away with you know, take away from what Aranda did. He's a genius when it comes to drawing up schemes. But I think Bo is, uh, like they say, Bo knows. Uh, Bo's, Bo Pelini's defense is going to be one that I think uh, it will have some hiccups. And you may come back at this pod and say, oh, well, you know, you were saying this defense is going to be better, and then they struggle against against Mississippi State. I, I think as this year progresses, as the experience comes, Bo Pelini will show you what he can do offensively. Let's flip the script. Let's go to LSU's offense. Let's talk about what LSU needs to do in this game to beat Mississippi State. LSU's got to control the ball. Plain and simple. I think LSU comes in with a three-headed running attack. We saw what Chris Curry could do at the end of the year. There's a reason. Look, I said there's a reason Damone Clark got 18. There's a reason why Chris Curry got 18. He waited his time. He's got the leadership. And look, at the end of the day, yes, you have Ty Davis Price. You have John Emery. You know how high we are on those two guys in the show. I think those guys are going to make leaps and bounds this year, and they're going to be impressive. I think LSU's got a, a incredible triple threat at running back. And, and that's what's going to be big in this game is establishing the run controlling the clock look LSU lost a lot of guys on that offensive front last year and and that's going to be a big thing you know you got a new quarterback you got a really good running game let's run the heck out of the ball right let's let's try to stick to that 50 50 but let's get these offensive linemen some some confidence you know we know what Ed Ingram brings we know what Austin Deculus brings as those guys were starters last year and look we really know what Dare Rosenthal brings in, in some aspects I thought he played better than Sadiq Charles. And Sadiq Charles was was a mid-round draft choice. And so what does Dare Rosenthal bring at left tackle? We'll see. I think Austin Deculus will continue to improve and become and you know solidify himself as one of the best right tackles in the SEC. What does Rosenthal bring? It's something that we'll have to see, but I think he's got the ability, the skill set, the experience from last year. Yes, it wasn't the marquee matchups. But he got the experience last year to where I believe that Rosenthal will be able to be a stud at that left tackle position. Coach O has had high reviews on him. He's been raving about Rosenthal. I think you'll see that come true. Now, while I I talk about this offensive line and say you've got new guys coming in, there's no lack of experience. As you've got Chase and Hines starting at right guard. Look, we've seen what Hines did as a freshman. We've seen what he did last year. I think Hines has the ability along with Ingram, to be a good duo and really help out your center. As Liam Shanahan is coming in uh, as a grad transfer, he's a senior coming over from Harvard. I think that he's a really, really, really good center. He's not going to be a Lloyd Cushenberry. I think you'll see a few hiccups. But I think that LSU's offensive line will not miss a beat from last year. And I think Joe Burrow really helped that offensive line out as well with awareness. You'll see this offensive line be able to establish themselves early, get that confidence in the running game if they're able to establish the run early and be dominant in the running game, and it'll give Miles Burton the time to 
get confidence that, in my opinion, I think will benefit him going forward. So I think that this offensive line is one that we're going to be watching. It's going to be something to keep your eye on in this first game and going forward as they take on Mississippi State's uh, defensive front. But I think this offensive line, yes, like I said, the experience as a unit isn't there. But to me, you know, by the second, third game, I think this offensive line is going to be one of the better ones in the SEC. Um, won't compete with Alabama's. And we'll talk about their offensive line when that game comes up. But uh, I think this offensive line is really going to be a solid one for this year. Let's get into the wide receiver core and let's talk about Eric Gilbert because y'all, if y'all haven't been reading about what he's been doing in practice, you haven't been hearing about the hype. I'm here to bring the hype for him because Eric Gilbert, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he had two touchdowns in this game. This guy is an animal. Uh, He's not a freshman. Uh, even though it says freshman next to his name, he's going to be making plays that uh, you'll be, you know, reminded of guys like Jimmy Graham when he was with the Saints. Um, you know, Eric Gilbert, Eric Gilbert's going to be able to come in and he's going to do to teams what happened to the Saints this past week. Uh, Gilbert's going to be able to be an animal for this team. It's going to be a good outlet for Miles Brennan, but not only that, he'll be able to establish the deep threat of the seam, which is going to help guys like Terrace Marshall and Coy Moore going forward. And look, this this wide receiver court, yes, you, you lost Jamar Chase. That is unfortunate, right? He's not going to be playing this year as he opted out. You lost a guy who's going to be a top three, top five pick, guaranteed in this upcoming NFL draft. But you still have Terrace Marshall, who, I'll say this now, and I'll stand by this. I said this last year. Terrace Marshall's skill set, his body, his size, what he can do playmaking-wise. No, he's not the fastest guy, but he's a big-bodied receiver. Terrace Marshall's going to have an excellent NFL career. I think you're going to see some glimpse of that this season. And you'll get some impact from uh, Coy Moore as a freshman coming in to play that role uh, that Terrace Marshall was playing. Look, you lost Justin Jefferson, a guy that had great hands. LSU, you know, if you expect this offense to be as good as they were last year, uh, take a step back. It was the best offense ever we've ever seen at LSU. Not only LSU, it was the best air raid offense we've ever seen in college football. You're not going to be that good. You have high standards, but I think LSU will be able to appease what people want. Um, we're not going to be going back to the dive toss or toss dive. That will not happen. That is a curse word in these parts of the country, and that won't be happening. You aren't going to be running ISOs every single first down. You won't be predictable. Look, LSU ran the ball about 47% of the time last year. They were really that 50-50. I expected it to be more 53% run this year, but I still expect them to throw the ball a lot. And, and let's get into that. As Miles Brennan is coming over to take over the reins. I've seen the videos of him this offseason. I've heard of what he's been able to do in practice. We've always known he's had an arm question was size yes he's put on weight he's got the muscle does he have the mental ability look we'll find out you know tomorrow um whenever lsu uh takes on mississippi state and and his decision making you know but we know his abilities there and i think that he's not a joe burrow you got to remember that he's not a number one overall pick but miles burning can get this team back to a national championship i fully believe that if lsu plays within their means they don't make mistakes they can get back to a national championship and run the table in the SEC, even though they're playing a 10-game schedule. I, I think they can they can win out it, it, you know, if, if everything falls into place. I don't have a concern about Miles Brennan. Uh, I know some people do. There was talk about LSU getting a transfer this offseason. 
y'all, y'all got to trust Miles Brennan. Um, I, I think that he's waited his time. He served his time. It's his time to shine. I think that's what we're going to get from Miles Brennan in, in this first game. You're going to see his arm strength. You're going to see his ability to make good decisions. And, and look, I think you're going to see LSU's offense put up some numbers, what, whether it be through the air or through the ground. And I think it's important to see what's going to happen with this offense. But let's go ahead and let's just uh, talk about special teams real quick. Um, LSU returning Cade York. I thought Cade had a great season. I think that LSU is going to have a strong kicking game. As Von Rosenberg is coming back again somehow, that guy still has eligibility. <laughs> but he is back again. Um, so I think your kicking game and punting game is going to be really good. And let's not talk about let's talk about Avery Atkins as well. Is Avery Atkins uh, look? He kicks every ball out of the end zone, and that's really important. I think you'll be able to have that again. I think this may be LSU's best kicking game as Kate York has another year of experience. And let's go ahead and talk about our returners. Um, kickoff returner John Emery. I saw him do it in Destrehan. He has the ability to make plays. I expect him to make plays. Don't be surprised if John Emery can go ahead and take a ball back. And look, Derek Stingley back at punt return. You know, I think you have two electric guys, two guys that have the ability to make plays. And I think they will make plays. Don't be surprised if you have a special teams touchdown. Don't be surprised if you have turnovers in this game uh, from our defense. It, look, I, I'm excited for this football game. I, I, you know, usually you have that warm up game and no offense to Mississippi State. But I kind of see that as this, you know, they're they're a quality opponent. But I don't think talent wise they are on LSU's level. Uh, do I think Mike Leach is going to bring some things that you're not expecting? Absolutely. Is this a challenge like Texas? No, this team's not as good as Texas, but they have playmakers. They have the ability. They have skill. They will pose some challenges to LSU. Can LSU overcome them? Can LSU outcoach Mike Leach? It's yet to be seen. It's something we'll be watching on Saturday, but I do think the Tigers can do it. So let's get into score prediction um, as we're wrapping up. If you wanted to do a short pod, it's me by myself. Uh, usually have another guy with me, and we'll start working with our guest uh, as I've got some things lined up down the road. But um, looking at the game on Saturday, I'm expecting LSU to put up a good number of points, uh, but I also expect State to put up some points as well. Uh, I'm going to go 45-24. to 24. Uh, LSU beats Mississippi State uh, pretty handily. I think State gets some scores at the end. Hey, maybe we'll even see... Uh, a guy like T.J. Finley at the end of the game getting some reps. But uh, I guess for myself this time, usually I have somebody else. But I appreciate y'all for listening. Sorry we've been gone for so long, uh, but we will be covering LSU with post-game, pre-game, as always, as we start getting our guests lineup uh, coming. We'll be sharing those pods. Hopefully beginning of next week, we will have our guests lined up for our preview of the next game after we recap. But if you don't do it already, follow us on Twitter, primetime underscore pod, where you can catch everything that we do. Um, but my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy some football as football is back. And as always, God bless.